0: Hey everyone welcome to fearlessly authentic I'm your host Priscilla Flores today we're gonna to be talking about joy 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 got the joy 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 down in my heart down in my heart Where down in my heart I've got the joy 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 down in my heart down in my heart Tuesday and if you sing that with me hallelujah praise God It's one of my favorite um, go-to hymns. I remember singing it growing up with my grandma. Um, So it brings joy to my heart when I do hear it. So fruit of the spirit, joy, it is the second gift that is given to us from uh, the Holy Spirit, um, n- not necessarily in the order, but it's the second gift of the Spirit that is um, listed within the Bible. Um, the Holy Spirit can choose to give us any of these gifts um, as we continue to produce um, and sow in um, in the fruit that we've been given or the seed that we've been given, and it produces produces the fruits of the Spirit. Um, I'm going to give you my own personal definition of joy, but to me, joy is an awareness of God's faithful and enduring love, regardless of the circumstance. Um, That's my definition. Uh, Something that, as I was doing more reading onto joy to share with you guys, one thing that kind of hit me and landed on my heart a little different was Reading that joy is actually part of God's will for us, um, His will for us, His plans for you are good, and joy is is an example for His plans. I'll take you to First Thessalonians five sixteen. It says, "Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ." Jesus, so it's part of his plans for us. His plans for us are good Um, And joy is just an example of his plan for us Um, Another thing that hit me and landed on me differently this time around is joy is truly a promise Um, If we continue to be in his presence and invite him into the pain He brings a promise to bring us joy And this is found uh, in John 16, 17. Okay, so I'm going to read a little passage from John. uh, John 16, 17 through 24. Um, The disciples' grief will turn to joy. That's how my Bible reads this section. Some of the disciples said to one another, What does he mean saying in a little while you will see me no more? And then after a little while, you will see me. And because I am going to the father, they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, are you asking one another what I meant when I said in a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. Isn't it funny how he just knows this, right? Or maybe you heard him. I don't know. Anyway, so back to the word. I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn into joy. A woman giving birth, and he uses this as an example of a woman um, when she's uh, going into labor. uh, But verse 21 In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. So guys, those are promises in there um he he number one, he promises that we're going to be mourning, but it's going to turn into joy. And then he promises that no one will take away my joy. And then the third promise is that when we ask, we will receive and our joy will be made complete. Okay, so one of my go-to scriptures that I go to when I'm feeling really sad, um, or maybe I just need a good cry, uh, but I was given this card sometime, I think from Sarah. uh, Shout out, Sarah. Um, I believe you wrote this and I want to say that I got it from Woman at the Well, and I can't tell you Women at the Well is one of our um tribes at the church, and I couldn't tell you exactly how or why I got this, but I kept on I held on to this because it's it just brings me hope. Um, but one side of the card it she wrote, Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy, which is Psalms 126, 5. And on the other side of the card she wrote, you wipe the tears of your children and carry them close to your heart. And from that moment when I read it, I pictured um, like Jesus carrying our our um, our tears. I even have like um, my own idea of it is, you know, as we're crying that there's just like a river of tears that he carries um, or that he has and that river is like a peaceful river And, um, you know, Jesus just kind of, uh, lightly just floats on it in, in just a very peaceful way. And it's kind of like his way of saying that he carries our our tears. Um, but yeah, we're going to read Psalm 126. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with sound songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. So, it's just, it's such a great, like, uh, sense of peace for me, reading reading that one. Um, Psalm 126. It's, again, just another reminder, at least for me, to of his promise that he, you know, there may be pain in the night, but joy does come in the morning. Um, and, Anywho, so with the pain, right? It's it's kind of crazy and hard to to fathom. Um, <clears throat> but we we often we think of you know joy, you know a brand new baby, joy, maybe even a marriage, joy, getting news that um, you're cancer free, joy, because um, you got that job, you know. Good. We we often think of of good things, but <laughs> what if I said that joy was holding my grandma Charlotte's hand as she passed away? What if I told you that joy for me is knowing that my grandma Nina isn't hurting or scared anymore? She just passed away a couple days ago. Um, She was suffering long through dementia for for a couple of years. Um, But what if I told you that that was my joy? That she no longer has to wake up scared or alone um, or confused or what if I told you that my joy was found when my life was in shambles um, we're gonna go through um, the section of my life where I was going through a depression and um, how God brought me to this place um, because This is, this is the hard part of understanding and breaking down joy because joy is not just an emotion when we do, um, hear those good news or we have great things that are happening to us. But, um, the Bible says in James 1, 2, and guys, this is myself, you know, this isn't my favorite thing to hear, but it's in the word, but, uh, James 1, 2, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of trial, oh, I'm sorry, because of the testing of your faith develops perseverance, perseverance must finish its work so that way you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I'm sorry, did you say consider it pure joy? Hmm, Okay all right and then we also have in philippians 4 4 let me get to it, guys philippians 4 4 rejoice in the lord always i will say it again rejoice rejoice even in the hard times okay that's not exactly what we thought it was gonna be. Okay. And then there's another one, Romans 12, 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Alright, let's go ahead and get right into it where I was uh going through uh this depression. So let me set the scene for you. Um I had just finished PTO, so I'm on this Holy Spirit high. Um, it's a it's a great sense of joy and peace Um, it's almost like you euphoric when you come out of PTO there's just so much healing you've been touched by the Holy Spirit you witnessed the Holy Spirit it's it's a phenomenal feeling and if you haven't ever felt the Holy Spirit um, working in you I I pray that you would be able to feel the spirit move in your life and see the Holy Spirit moving in your life, even, even through the bad things. Um, listen to my first podcast episode, um, Find the Good, um, because this is that's going to take you a long way. But anywho, I digress. I'm sorry. So back, we're into, um, yeah, so I just finished PTO. I'm on this PTO high. Um maybe about a month after PTO, uh my boyfriend at the time, uh him and I broke up and um we had just been having uh lots of issues coming up between him and his baby's mom. Um, I I kind I really did suspect that we'd be breaking up. I said it in my journal, um lots of times asking God um, why do I feel like you're going to take him away from me and instead of actually listening to the Holy Spirit um, he gives us free will and I sadly chose down the road of doom regardless of the warning Uh, but in either case this was the final doom and we were broken up and I was really torn apart by this breakup. Um, I, I think I think a lot of it had to do with, uh, just growing up. I've always struggled with someone to pick me, pick me. Um, and I think it's, um, part of the reason why I chose relationships that just weren't good for me. Um, in high school, I remember talking to a guy and, um, he started talking to a cheerleader and I quickly just like backed out, like, and just said, okay, you, you can just talk to her. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Um, And I think all the while I was really hoping for him to turn around and say like, no, it's you. (laughs) But that, that reminds me of just how um, my entire life I was looking for someone to pick me, pick me. And it might be why I did stay with him for so long. I did um, give him the option to go back with his, his baby's mom, but he kept saying no, that he chose me. So for once, I felt I was being chosen. Um, so you can only imagine to my dismay when we did break up and all of a sudden he's not choosing me. Um, But... Uh, from that, I I went into a really a really downward spiral. During that time, though, my grandma got really sick, and this is my grandma Charlotte. This is my mom's, uh, mother. She was um, she was actually going downhill pretty quickly. It was um, one minute she was in her own home, she fell, um, went to rehab, and. From rehab it was she could no longer be by herself. And <clears throat> when she was in rehab, and this was this was months back before I had finished PTO, but when she was in rehab, um I had a dream. Actually I had two dreams. The first dream was I think more of a message for my mom. I was a little kid and I kept telling my mom like just tell her, just tell her um whatever it is that you have to tell her, just tell her mom. And um the second dream that I had, I was, um, my entire family, (laughs) my mom's side of the family, we all lived fairly close, or we lived all fairly close with each other, probably within like 10 minutes apart from each other, and, um, there's a street that, um, some of us used to live on and in my dream either way um, the main street we were walking up and down and I, again I was a little girl and I turned to my sister telling my sister that grandma was going home again we were kids in my dream um, when I woke up from the dreams um, I I really prayed about how or what did this dream mean Um because we had just gotten the news that my grandma was going home. Well, not home, but that she was leaving the rehab. And I, I called my mom days later and I told her, I don't know what this dream means, but if I don't tell you, then I may forever regret it. All right. So I told my mom the dreams. My grandma goes back home, um, not home, home, but she went to go stay with one of my aunts. Um, and then fast forward to when we, me and my ex broke up, um, she, she took a turn for the worst, and, uh, one of my aunts put out a text message to everybody in the family just saying that, um, she's not, she requires 100%, um, someone looking after her, like, she could not be by herself, and she was looking for anyone within the family who'd wanted to spend time with her, regardless of the amount of time, just to come and spend time with her, so, I needed something, and I, and not just that, but I mean, she was my grandma, so I had volunteered to go see my grandma every Tuesday and just spend time with her during that time. We watched Wheel of Fortune, and we watched some Spurs games, and just TV, and it was, it was nice to just spend that time with her, and my second to my last, and My second to my last visit, and one thing that you have to understand is that, um, when I say it took, like, this disease took her down pretty quickly, it really did, because um, every week that I would go see her, she was just progressively worse, um, you know, the first day that I saw her, she was still able to feed herself, the next time I saw her, she wasn't able to feed herself, we were having to spoon feed her, um, you know, the first day, uh, that I did uh, visit her, you know, in this uh, reoccurring thing is, um, you know, I took my dog with me and she was able to um, kind of pet my dog and even like, uh, you know, play around with my dog and the next time she wasn't able to. Um, So it was just a lot of things that we, we noticed that were taking her um, very quickly. And so my second to the last time visiting her, I felt it in my heart that it was going to be soon. So I called my sister Jen and, um, was crying basically and told her, look, I know that you've got a lot going on. Um, but you have to come and see grandma. Um, because this may be, you know, one of the last times that we see her. And she, um, she went with me uh, the next week to spend time with my grandma and um, just be in her presence. And um, my grandma was getting ready to go to sleep, but she didn't want to go to sleep until she told us good night. And sorry, guys. And so we um, we told her good night, and we began walking away. So imagine, you know, I was going every Tuesday. My grandma's birthday was at Saturday. And two of my aunts approached my sister and I and said that they wanted to do a birthday dinner for my grandmother. But my mom wasn't invited. So there were a lot of, um, people just weren't getting along in my family. Um, I have aunts that don't talk to each other. I have aunts that don't talk to me. Um, I have aunts that just don't talk to other, uh, nieces or nephews and it's just, it's not always pretty in my family. Um, and not to air out my dirty laundry or anything of that sort, but I'm sure everybody else, um, I'm sure nobody else has a perfect family. Uh, so anyway, back to my story. So, so yeah, so she said that, um, we could go, but my mom couldn't go. And my sister and I looked at each other and we're just like, I I can't believe that it would be my grandma's birthday and this could be her last birthday and they're picking and choosing who can spend time with my grandmother. And it was, it was upsetting. And so we told them, no, thank you. We weren't going to be going and you know, we, we walked away pretty upset with them. Anywho. So Friday comes and, um, I'm coming home from my soccer game, and it's pretty late at night. I want to say it was like 10 or 11, maybe. I mean, not too late, but it was like uh, maybe closer to 11. My mom called me and said that my grandma was in the hospital. And so I went over to the hospital um, that Friday evening, and she had to stay overnight into the hospital. Actually, she, she, she never left, but that Saturday, it was her birthday. She was in the hospital. And, um, I don't want to boast in this, but I kind of do, because I feel like this was, um, completely set up by God. And this is kind of what gives me a little bit of, this is what does give me joy is that it was my grandma's birthday and all of her kids were there. So no one was excluded. Everyone got to be there. It, it was really sucky that it was in these circumstances, you know, we weren't able to communicate with her or have her really necessarily respond back to us, but guess what? We were there for her last birthday and that gives me great joy and hope. And um, you know, I, I can only imagine what my grandmother's prayers were like for her kids. Um I, I can't imagine what it would be like to have kids that don't get along with each other who you're constantly having to hear bad things about uh, through through each other and, and stuff like that. So I, I always say that it was one of my grandmother's prayers being answered was that her kids had no choice but to be there and get along because they weren't going to argue at, a, at the hospital. Thank God that they <laughs> didn't argue at the hospital. Um, but Sunday evening came and she was still in the hospital and I was, um, with my family listening to, or with my aunts and my uncle listening to what the doctor had to say about my grandmother, what that looked like. And basically she was going to have to go into hospice from the hospital. And, um, after the, the doctor left the room, I turned and asked if if I could pray and I led my my family in a prayer and it was very profound because for me to be able to lead them in a prayer it to me changed something within my spirit and um, they kept asking me if I couldn't take off a of work you know that they wanted me to be there with my grandmother and that was honoring in itself when i left the hospital that day i called um my uh, pto leader gabby and um she she spoke life into into me she um prayed over me and then gave me a word to say that i was going to be the archway leading her into the arms of our father and um i thought that was pretty cool but also like what <laughs> I'm gonna do what I didn't understand what that looked like anyway, well, Monday comes around, and I had to go to work anyway, so um, I get to work, and I have a coworker, my friend, my good friend Monica, who was supposed to be um on p t o for that week Monday through Friday, which is why I couldn't take time off anyway because someone was already out on p t o And when I got to work, I saw her and I asked her, what are you doing here, Monica? And she was like, well, here's the thing is that over the weekend, I felt something telling me that I needed to go into work. And so I came into work and then I heard about what happened to your grandmother. And she's like, and now I'm understanding why I was called to come into work. And I was like, what? And I just started crying and my boss started crying. She was crying and it was just nuts that it worked out this way and I looked over at my boss and she's like yes please like by all means go take the time that you need so I had the entire week off um of PTO to be able to be with my grandmother in those final um days into her life so Monday um afternoon I show up at the at the the hospice center that she was going to be at or that she was at and From there, um, on I went home to shower, but I spent my time with with her. Um, I uh, sang hymns over her. I prayed over her. Um, I had some beautiful moments with her where I was uh, praying um, over her and singing hymns. And as I closed my eyes, I could see Jesus just over her, smiling like he was just smiling almost like if he was he it looked like he was teasing me like hi see you and peekaboo <laughs> i know it's silly i know it's silly but it's I, i'm telling you this is what happened okay um so friday friday comes along and um we're working on finalizing everything for the funeral um the doctor the nurses that were what Taking care of her, um, were letting us know that you know it's getting closer to the end that we probably should work on finalizing things. So I took a ride with one of my aunts and I had the honor and privilege of picking out the flowers that went on my grandma's casket, um, the color of the flowers, the casket that she was going to be in, and it was it was really cool because I always felt like a part of my mom. My mom's alive, but. I felt like my mom's spirit was with me like I got to fill in the shoes for my mom and that was my thought um was as I stood in place um to speak with these aunts I don't talk to my mom I felt like I was my mom's voice my mom's heart I felt like my mom's heart was there with me and um so during this ride, you know, I had the opportunity to listen to my aunt and her memories of my grandmother, and they were beautiful, and it was awesome to hear and um, to see her in a vulnerable position, and to see her get emotional. It was um, it was refreshing to to see. Um, because, you know, she's always been a, a hard ass, excuse my language. <laughs> so to see her in a vulnerable state, um, and allowing me and and God allowing me to minister to her heart and being there in that moment, um, it kind of, um, gave me a different perspective of her. Um, but yeah, so as we're, as we're pulling up into the hospital, I tell her, um, that, I Felt like grandma was waiting for one of my cousins to make it. Um, we had just one cousin out of 20 something cousins um, well, I guess technically two. one of them. We couldn't find anywhere She was MIA. That's another story. She's okay now. She's good guys, but we did have another cousin who um, was just kind of late to, to the game to showing up and um, to visit her and um, I told My aunt, I felt like my grandma was waiting for him to come and she said, no, he, no, she's not like, no, he was a distant, um, grandchild of hers basically is what she was saying is because, um, him and his mom were, um, well, she was in the military, so he moved with her and obviously she, he was a kid, uh, but they lived in Japan for a while, North Dakota for a little bit, anywho, so... I was just blown away and astonished that she would even say that because I felt like, whatever, my grandma loved us all just the same. Like, you can't tell me who she loved any more or any less. Um, There are some of us who spent more time with her, but that didn't take away her love for us. And um, so when we get to the hospice center, lo and behold, I see my cousin. And I look over at my aunt almost like, uh, I told you so. (laughs) kind of face um so we go upstairs and we give him his space and his time with my grandmother and I think about um 20-30 minutes after that um we're we're all sitting around her holding my I was holding my grandmother's hand on one side my mom was on the other side of her um just holding her I had another aunt at the foot um of the bed and um she, she took her final breath. Um, and she went to make her final passing from this life to the next, from the physical world into the spiritual world. Actually, I think she was already in the spiritual world. Um, but her body physically was, was no longer with me. And this is the part of joy guys that warms my heart was that I was holding her hand as she took her final breath. And that's not something that everyone gets to do with their loved ones is to be with them in that passing time and what an honor um and a privilege i i can't say that enough and i thank god that i was able to do that um and be there and not only that but with my mother on the other side like that's three generations right there and it was a very beautiful scene for for us um and as we said our our goodbyes, I walked away and I picked up the phone and I called my sister and I told her Grandma went home, and that was my first words to her. And it was crazy because then I remembered my dream of um, that I had when we were that I dreamt as if we were kids, um, and I told her that Grandma was going home. Um, but in in that week, my life was changed. Um, I was in despair. I was depressed um, leading up to that final week. I don't know what it was that came over me other than the Holy Spirit. But once that Monday came and I got to spend that last week with her, um, my life was changed. Something inside of me moved differently So with my wonderful company that I work for, um, they offer me bereavement. Um, so that's an additional five days off of work. And when I took the five days off of work, the very first thing that I said was now what? (laughs) Now what God? And, um, he, he led me to Zumba. I know it's funny and crazy, but he did, um, I, I heard Zumba. I start looking for um, a Zumba studio. I tried two Zumba studios. Finally, hit the third one, and the third one, guys, the third Zumba studio led me to the path that I am now. Um, it opened doors for me like never before. Uh, from that one class within Zumba. Um, a year later, I was certified in Zumba. Um, months after that, I was certified in Paloxine and cycling, and now currently working on getting my certification in Pilates. Um, so that door just opened for me. It was It was pretty incredible. Um, I was blessed with so much more than just this though guys Uh, the true joy is was was even more than just being able to hold my grandmother's hand as she passed away but it was the chance to feel his presence and to be guided by the spirit like never before I've never been so in tune with the spirit in the way that I was during um, that week and It brought me, it brings me joy when I think about it and look back on the circumstances because I know that his plans for me are good. The problem or the issue that we have in being able to praise him during the trials is trusting him. Um, Can we trust him to count it all joy, uh, pure joy? Um, when we're going through trials, because in order to count it joy, you would have to trust God and that his plans for you are good. So my question to you today is, do you trust him? Do you trust him to lead you into, um, your, your battle into your trial? Um, do you trust that he has a way out? You know when we go through conflicts um those those situations they bring the lord a chance an opportunity to show you his work to show you that he is healer he is provider he is comforter he is peace he is freedom he is trustworthy and faithful it opens up the opportunity for miracles to happen it opens up the door for his presence to seep in and change lives. Um, it gives him the opportunity to show up and show um, light into the darkness. Um, I'm going to finish you guys out with this, um, with this one. This one piece of scripture. Um, it was given to me yesterday and then I read yesterday again. Um, so scripture came to me in two different ways. It was emailed. I'm sorry. It was texted to me. And then later on, I was reading a book and uh, Crystal Schreier mentioned um, uh, this piece in the book. Um, she mentions a new, a new. And um, so I'm going to go ahead and read it to you guys. It is straight from Revelation chapter 21 verses one through six. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain. For the old order of things have passed away. He was seated on the throne, said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Mm, mm, mm. making everything new. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. He will wipe every tear from their eye. So I do count it all joy because it brings his presence. Um, And bringing his presence is like no other. And um, I've been in prayer that those who i meet those that i come across and i i encourage you to help make this your prayer as well for those who do believe in in christ and the holy spirit um living within us you know pray for god um to reveal how you can minister and how his spirit can minister into the lives of those around you um, so that they can feel his presence so they can see his light Um, but that guys brings me joy. So this, that's my joy story. Um, I hope that it brought you some kind of encouragement. Um, and that is my grandmother's story, guys. It's, again, it's a story that I hold dear and true to my heart. Um, because, you know, she's my grandmother and I was privileged and honored again I think I said that like 10 times this podcast but privileged and honored that God would choose me and in the moment when I felt like no one was choosing me no one was picking me and God said I love you come here I got something for you and that was one of the greatest yes lords i have ever had and it set a different tone for my life it allowed me to trust him and so it it just changed me guys it changed me and if you haven't experienced his holy spirit in in a very profound way and praying that you do um let's go ahead and close out in prayer every eye closed every head bowed unless you are driving of course focused on the road and let these words land on your heart dear heavenly father my god my lord of all lords my king i praise you that you promise joy from the morning i praise you god that you will wipe every tear there will be no more pain no more mourning no more suffering father god thank you thank you for your great mercies that you bring today father god thank you for the joys that we can have lord regardless of our situation, that we can rejoice by bringing thanksgiving to you, Father, that we would praise you for the goodness, the good that you are in our lives. Anything good inside of me, Father, is all for you. I pray for those that are listening, Father, who have yet to experience your Holy Spirit moving in their lives. I pray that you would bring forth anew, that you would refresh their spirit, Father, that you would land on their hearts and their minds, that you would shine your light into the darkness, that even through the trials that we would trust, that we would trust you, that we would trust your word and what you have said, that your plans for us are good. And as we trust in your plans, that it would filter and bring through a new sense of joy, Father God, and that the trust that we can count it joy Because it does bring perseverance, Father God. And through that perseverance, it means that we can endure more of what you have endured. And when we endure more of what you have endured, Father, there you are with us. Father God, thank you so much for keeping your eyes on that cross as you carried it jesus as you carried it and as you were being beaten that you considered it within your heart the joy father of what was coming the joy that you rose again the joy that you now get to be with us all the time living inside of us and for those who have not yet accepted christ as their lord and savior father i pray that you would set the Set the time, Father. Set the time. Call their name, Lord Jesus. And if you haven't, and this is now your opportunity, you just need to just bow to him that he is the Lord of all lords, that God sent his only begotten son. His joy, his joy, his love. He brought his love and joy down into this earth. Jesus is the sacrifice for our sins. He died for our sins. And he rose again. Confess out of your mouth. He is the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Jesus, if there was anyone that just prayed that, I pray that you would start anew within their hearts. Pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit onto them and make anew. Thank you, Father God, for your joys, for your grace, and for your mercies. I lift up those that are listening, and may their ears, may they who have ears to hear, let them hear, Father God. Keep calling their names, Lord Jesus, and draw them closer to you. Give them peace and give them joy through all circumstances, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. As always, hope is just a prayer away and you're listening to Fearlessly Authentic. Have a good one.